Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or, or wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening in once again. I apologize for for not having a second episode last week. I was uh, I was feeling under the weather, and I wasn't particularly a hundred percent with. With with my energy, and I want to make sure that I give you my very best every time I do this podcast. So, uh, so a, a lot of uh, my my apologies for that. But listen, we've got a lot of things to do uh, today, so we're gonna have uh, two podcasts uh, this week. This is the last week uh, where we're going to have two podcasts um, in in the same week on a regular on a regular basis because we we have the Super Bowl th- this this coming week uh, weekend and we're gonna do we're gonna be all over that on Friday so um, I'll be dropping podcasts today and Friday so I want to get into a, a lot of different things with uh, with the Super Bowl on Friday so we're, we're gonna get into the Rams the Bengals we're gonna get to Matthew Stafford Joe Burrow and and, and all the all the ins and outs, the X factors that that's gonna be on Friday's podcast. We're we're gonna be all over that, but I want to get into a, a lot of different things in today's podcast. We're gonna get into the NFL coaching carousel. We're gonna t- talk about the the Nets disaster and why the, why the Brooklyn Nets uh, dynasty uh, idea of a dynasty was over before it even started. We're gonna get into. A, a, a couple of things in uh, regarding Major League Baseball and and, and the lockouts, but I do want to begin with uh, with updating you on the head coaching carousel around the National Football League. So, when, the last time I spoke to you, there were uh, there were four head coaching vacancies of the nine filled, and and since then, well, we, we it's go, it's it's been moved from four to eight. So we're gonna we're gonna get into. Um, all all the different all different things uh, that we can, we can get into there. So, the the so we're gonna get into the the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who, uh, where they where they're going. We're gonna get into the Miami Dolphins. We're gonna get into the Houston Texans. So I I want to start with the Houston Texans because the Texans announced uh, uh are reportedly hiring Lovey Smith as next head coach of the Houston Texans. And look, there was no way you 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 you, you could say um, it, it to my face that uh, that the Houston Texans are back. No, 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 no. So the Houston Texans have been an absolutely unmitigated horror show for for, for the last three years. And and this this goes back to uh, to the to, to the awful decision uh, to have Bill O'Brien be uh be uh, control of the personnel and. And Bill O'Brien being the, being the de facto general manager, and, and then Bill O'Brien just torpedoed um, the the dream of the Houston Texans, right? Because think about it: the Houston Texans were up twenty four nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Divisional Playoffs last year, and and the and the and the and the Chiefs they 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 outscored the Texans fifty one to seven the rest of the way, and, and then then since then DeAndre Hopkins got traded to the Cardinals for David Johnson at a second round pick. What uh, easiest first guess that uh, that was going to be a disaster. Then uh, then the Texans uh, did not have first round picks each each of the last two years because of the Laramie Tunsil trade, and uh, and then you you you, fa- you factor that in with. Deshaun Watson, and you, you factor in with that with that 
bad, with a horrible defense the Texans had the last couple of years. That's the, uh, especially in 2020. That that was awful. Deshaun Watson getting into all of the sexual assault allegations. He he couldn't play. That the Texans need to get a franchise score. Uh, or need need to get uh, a backup. Uh, a, a nice backup at the quarterback, and I thought Davis Mills did a nice job with that. But but that but then but then Nick Casario uh, 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 hired then fired David Coley when the obvious hire was Eric Bieniemy, and and the, and the and then they hired David Coley, who has never been a head coach before anywhere he was, and he he was uh, he was an assistant for Baltimore. He he, he comes in, the Texans go four and thirteen. That that then he gets fired. And and that then who did they replace him with? Lovey Smith, who who was a disaster in Tampa. Uh, Illinois fans will tell you how dre- how dreadful he was, and and I I've been on Illinois' case last uh, during during the season with Brett Belima and 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 his and his wife and his comments throwing Lovey Smith under the bus, and and Brett Belima was right. And so Lovey Smith is going to be the new head coach of the Houston Texans, right? And and, and there there's been an in, intense amount of pressure on the Texans to to hire an African American head coach. There was pressure last year. There was pressure again. Uh, pressure again this year because uh, of the scathing comments that Roger Goodell uh lashed out at the teams over the weekend with 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 teams not hiring a a, a minority coach, right? Because because of of the because uh, there are one active head coach among uh, among all the teams uh, as as of this past weekend where I, that that was uh, African American so. So, so, so of course uh, the the pressure was on, but the tech if 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 Cal McNair and Jack used to be actually woke up and smelled uh, smelt the damn coffee, that they they would have realized that there there were some incredible options out there at the head coaching position, and 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 they they refused to believe it, and 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 that that's why that's why headlines of. The Lovey Smith being the next head coach of the Houston Texans, per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelosero, that 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 those are the types of headlines that that you get, and and I'd love to know if Lovey Smith can actually be uh, be the answer here, because yeah, you you think of what Lovey Smith was with with the Bears, he 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 took the Bears to the to the Super Bowl in two thousand six, and um, that but then of course. So after they started seven and one in 2012, they they went three and five the rest of the way, and he wound up getting fired. He he, he was a disaster in Tampa, and then and then then Illinois, as I mentioned, and then and then being being uh being being someone in in Houston. So that that this this does not uh, inspire anybody uh when it, when it comes to the Houston Texans, and it's more proof that Cal McNair and Jack Easterby are are fast asleep. So. The Houston Texans are are not going anywhere, and and and, and mind you, it's the same team said uh, that that can attract the, uh, the the best head coaches, right? Because you, you you think think about think about Jacksonville. We'll get into Jacksonville in, in, in a bit. You think about um, you, you think about the Bears. You think about the Dolphins. So uh, the the teams that that have been changing coaches uh, of frequently the last uh, seven to ten years. And, and those are the types of teams that 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 and that ooze dysfunction, and that's what the Houston Texans are. And they've never won a playoff. They, uh, I mean, they've never won a road playoff game. They've never done anything like uh, anything like that. It's uh, being special and being objective. I don't know when 
uh, they'll get their asses out of their derrieres. So, I so the Texans are are a mess. They're a, they're a dumpster fire. N- nothing nothing to me. Nothing inspires me about the Texans. However, you think of the Miami Dolphins. I think that I think uh, given uh, how how much that they or they tried to screw themselves up and, and set themselves up for failure by firing Brian Flores after three after three seasons. Mike McDaniel is absolutely the right call here for the Miami Dolphins, and and, and my, Mike McDaniel I think is a sensational, a terrific get, but by the Dolphins, uh, he he's going to be uh he's he's gonna, only going to benefit Tua. I think he's going to benefit uh a, a benefit the offense. Uh, mind you, the Dolphins were have been an offensively challenged team even even with Tua, and and and. and and the Dolphins will always have to live down the Tua over Herbert call in the draft two years ago, and 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 the and but not, I mean neither team has made the playoffs each each of the last two seasons. But so, but 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 I digress. So Mike McDaniel uh, was is going to come in, I, and I think uh, you 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 think of all the coaches uh, that were that were part of Kyle Shanahan's t- uh, team. You look at. Um, it's, you, 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 and even Mike Shanahan with with Washington back in 2013 2012-2013 when they had Sean McVay as the quarterback's coach they had Kyle, Kyle Shanahan they had Jake um um they, they had Matt LaFleur and they had Mike McDaniel Mike McDaniel uh, I has has been there all the time with um uh, with Kyle Shanahan but back to back to Shanahan's days of coaching of of being a, an assistant coach for the Houston Texans back in to, 2009 and 2010 and everywhere Shanahan's got gone he's he's taken um he's gone along with him with so uh, w- when when they were in Washington when they were in, with Atlanta when they were with four year five years in San Francisco the last year as the offensive coordinator and now he finally gets a chance to, to be a head coach and and I and Kyle Shanahan has, has spent a lifetime grooming uh, Mike McDaniel for this moment and 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 look, and look I I, th- I think Kyle Shanahan uh, made a point I think Mike McDaniel made a point in the interviews and and and, and he, he's always earned to be an NFL head coach and and now, now he gets a gets a nice opportunity in Miami gets a four-year contract and and, and, I, and I think if you're the Miami Dolphins I think you, know, you you have to feel a huge sigh of relief that that it wasn't Kellen Moore so and 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 and, and I'm not sure though if Jim Harbaugh would would be best for for Tua although I would definitely have taken uh, uh the Vikings job over the Dolphins job if I were Jim Harbaugh but I digress so I I I think the is this quite an inspiring hire by the Miami Dolphins and I think um. And I think the offense will be better as of it. I and I I said on my Instagram story we'll have to see how the defensive staff holds up because Brian Flores was such a boom for that defense. So I would have to assume that Josh Boyer is going to stay on as the defensive coordinator. But even if the Dolphins decide to move on from 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 Josh Boyer, there are excellent candidates available like Mike Zimmer. It, it, it would be great. Vic Fangio would be great. Don Martindale would be great as defensive coordinators. I sus- uh, I suspect they're gonna, they're going to keep Boyer, which I, which I'm totally fine with. So, uh, uh, but but I I think that you, you have to read, read the room or read, read the rest of the NFL and and see how uh, how things uh, turn out here for the 
uh, for the Miami Dolphins going forward. So the Dolphins hire Mike McDaniel. That that's a terrific hire for there. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? So so how how about that? How about this for a sequence? And Byron Leftwich that at the last minute pulled out of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, head coaching um, decision. So uh, at, at the last moment, why? Because he didn't want to work with Trent Baalke. And if if you've been following Trent Baalke, and I know 49ers fans will tell you this, and and the and the diehard fans, the Jacksonville Jaguars will tell you this, that it 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 Trent Baalke in his in his six seasons as a general manager has had six different head coaches that that he 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 did he did not get along with Jim Harbaugh and 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 that that backfired in his ass in the worst possible way yeah he 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 made the horrendous decisions to hire Jim Tom Sula hire I mean Jim Tom Sula was so bad at his job so atrocious at his job so that 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 he that he took a a team which which won a lot of games under Jim Harbaugh a heck of a lot of games under Jim Harbaugh and, and turned them into a pumpkin and then and then the uh, and then Chip Kelly was was even a disaster with with all the play, playing Gabbert nonsense and and Chip Kelly trying to force um an impossible offense to run in the NFL these days and, and that 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 was a disaster in and of itself and then. So then they, he fires Doug Malone after a one in fifteen season, and and, and uh, 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 whether it's fair or not with Doug Malone, that, that that remains to be seen. But so, but then the Urban Meyer disaster, um, and and, and then Daryl Bevel, and and then Byron Leftwich, who would have been perfect for for Trevor Lawrence and, and then offense, uh, he, uh, he, he, he pulled out because he didn't want to work, work with Trent Baalke and Trent Baalke has a terrible record as a general manager. He's, uh, he, I, I would argue he's the worst general manager in the, in the NFL right now. And, and then, but the, the, the Jaguars, I did think they rebounded nicely. So by, by hiring Doug Peterson, of of, of former Eagles Super Bowl win, winning, winning coach, uh, to be the head coach of the Jaguars, and I think Doug Peterson should be good for Trevor Lawrence, but I think the biggest concern I have with 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 Doug Peterson is in-game management, and that that was that that was a problem ever ever since he was a rookie head coach. That that, that Eagles fans will look, will look at those losses against Minnesota. I mean, not necessarily Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. In 2016, that that loss to the Giants, uh, their losses to Dallas in, in, in on Sunday night in week in 2016, and, and the, they'll tell you Doug Peterson's in-game decision making is uh, cost the Eagles a lot of a lot of games, and 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 then it wasn't until after Frank Reich left um, to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts did did. Uh, the the true colors of Doug Peterson show that that he's not particularly great as an as, as an in game decision maker. So uh, so I think the Jaguars are going to need to get need, need to get get a lot of talent, and they have the the top pick in, in the draft. So so they'll, they'll have their choice of whether to go tackle, whether to go defensive lineman. Or, or what's wonder if they're going to take Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon with the, with the top pick. What that that remains to be seen. So but. So I I I I think Doug, I think in terms of the development I I like Trevor Lawrence but I think in terms of of elevating the Jaguars to a team that can compete 
um, uh, be a perennial contender. I just, uh, I, I, I just think there were there were better options. And this is why you need to fire Chet Balky, right? Because you, you th th think of uh, if okay, coaching candidates that have spurned teams because of the general manager, like Matt Rule, a couple years ago spurned the Giants because he didn't want to work with Dave Gettleman, or or, or you you think you think of other uh, other candidates that spurned the. Uh, the, the the 49ers because because of Trent Baalke and and and, he, and even though even those in in with 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 the Texans the last couple of years because of uh, Cal McNair and Jack Easterby I I think that that's going to be a, a, a an interesting note note to look at when it comes to the um, when, when it comes to that coaching search there so so we, we so we touched touched on the Texans, the Dolphins, the uh, the Lions. How about Kevin uh, Kevin o, uh, McCon uh, Kevin McConnell being the um uh, the, the the new the new head coach of the um Minnesota Vikings. Now Ke Kevin O'Connell is uh will be will be coaching the Rams in the Super Bowl on Sunday and then and then as soon as as the Super Bowl ends, he'll be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And look I want. I, I thought D'Amico Ryan's made a lot of sense when when you factor in the defense and and the and and the the fact that they've grossly underperformed the last couple of years. You look at the um, potentially Jim Harbaugh coming in, but 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 who, who I think that would have been a solid hire for Kirk Cousins. I think Jim Harbaugh would would run an offense that I think best suits Kirk Cousins with with the play action and running the football. So, but I I like this hire for for um the, for the for the Rams. Yeah, it's another Sean McVay disciple. We uh, McVay is playing at one of his disciples, uh, in the Super Bowl with with Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. I I think I think this is a a good hire for for the Vikings, and I think I think um I, I think you need someone uh need an offensive minded coach uh for for the, for the Vikings, and then. And then, then Quesi Adolfo Mensa. I think he's he's going to emphasize defense in in this draft because I think that's what the Vikings desperately desperately need more than anything else. So I I, I think the Vikings uh, have a lot of things that they they could they could do, but uh, I may, may, maybe draft a, a a project quarterback. I think that would make a lot of sense, uh, given that Kirk Cousins' contract is up in a couple up at, after next year. So, so, so the Vikings are, are 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 in a good good situation in my mind, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and and, and goes to Denver or Tennessee or, an, or anything like that. And, and I think the Vikings are in a great position to uh, to win or uh, be a perennial division winner in the in the NFC North for next next few years. So I think the I think Kevin O'Connell's in a good spot with with the NFC. And and then we we still need to know about about the New Orleans Saints. I think Eric Bieniemy would be a sensational hire in, in my mind for the um uh for the New Orleans Saints. Now so, now I I think when when it, when it comes to the Saints, I think that I think you you look at Dennis Allen that makes a lot of sense, but. But I I wonder aloud oh if the NFL's memo on minor, minority African American head coaches uh, changes the the, uh, the Saints perception of, of this head coaching search and I I think Dennis Allen for continuity sakes for culture sakes I think he he would be the best hire for for all intents and purposes here so I I I, I would wonder 
uh, a, a wonder allowed. Uh, but that now that the uh, that the Saints are the last remaining head coaching uh, 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 head coach, I think it, it would either be Eric Bieniemy or Dennis Allen. So. And, and and look, uh, Brian Flores. I think uh, now that he didn't get the Texans job, I think he should be square, uh, squarely keen on on what the Saints do on uh, on their front. So I I, I think uh, and and look, Brian Flores uh, put put out the lawsuit um uh, which which um last week and and there there are a lot of players that that actually feel that and that that they 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 want they want to go play and. and and, and and run through a brick wall for this guy. So I I think the Saints should, should absolutely consider Brian Flores of uh to to be a head coach. So so, so that that that's where the Saints are. But the the big news last week was Brian Flores um filing a lawsuit against the NFL against the against the Giants and against the Dolphins and and and, and tagging the Denver Broncos in in the in the search as well. So, uh, 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 alleging um, uh, 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 the, the Giants with with um, uh, already coming to the conclusion of hiring Brian Dable before the interviews even began, but I I, I disagree with that notion because the the Maras wanted Flores and 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 Joe Shane wanted Brian Dable and 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 it took and it needed to take a lot of convincing for the Giants to hire Brian Dable. So, so I think that that's where where we we are on that front. But but I think but I think the Dolphins is is the most alarming practice of them all. And, and Stephen Ross, uh, allegedly gave a hundred dollar a hundred thousand dollars to Brian Flores uh, for for every loss they had. And 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 Stephen Ross actively wanted to tank because they wanted because uh, he wanted to get Joe Burrow instead of having to deal with either Tua or Herbert. And 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 when when it comes to uh, to that, I I think you, you need to wonder if, uh, what the NFL's tanking policies are. That sh- should should this lawsuit uh, force the NFL to go into a draft lottery to prevent tanking? Should the NFL uh, 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 what what the NFL should do for for heck for the head coaching hires? And and look, you you have all the owners seem to be comfortable in their own skin. So I I I think. Uh, but I I don't think Flores' lawsuit is gonna hold up, um, in 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 the in the in the in the court of law, especially the giant situation. So, uh, but I don't I really think that Brian Flores is mortgaging his future as a head coach, uh, to do what he feels is right for for all intents and purposes. So I'm gonna give you some grades for the for the hires here. So and so I, I established some some marks last week. So I'll do it for for this round of coaches. So I'm going to give the Lovey Smith hire a grade of a D. I will give the Mike McDaniel hire by Miami. I'll give that a B plus. In terms of Doug Peterson to the Jaguars, I'm giving that grade. I'm giving that higher grade of a C plus, and the Vikings hiring Kevin, Kevin O'Connell as their head coach, I give that a solid B. So, so th- th- those are where I stand and how I feel um, about those hires. Well. It's that time of year again when the temperatures drop to bitter lows. So during the winter months, we tend to spend 
more time at home with our family and our loved ones. So what better way to protect them than by making sure your home is protected from any fire hazards. So for example, check your chimneys and vents, test your smoke alarms, cover your fireplace with a metal screen, and, and please be aware of lit candles and space heaters, and make sure your space heaters are more than three feet away. And this is a PSA of the Santa Barbara County Fire Department located in Santa Barbara, California. I want to talk about a couple of topics in the NBA. First of all, how about the reports over the weekend that the Philadelphia 76ers are interested in trading James Harden, uh, for uh, trading for Brooklyn Nets star guard James Harden, uh, in, in what I would figure to be a blockbuster trade. Now, you, you, everybody who has watched or listened to my podcast knows my takes about the Brooklyn Nets over the last uh, year plus. And and look, I, I said at the time that that there was gonna that the James Harden trade was going to be a disaster for all parties involved. And and when when you, when you look at um, the inability of Kevin Durant and James Harden and Ky- and Kyrie Irving to, uh, to to be available all at the same time. That that's a significant problem in and among itself. And and and, and look, we, we 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 see the uh, the real uh, the real colors of this Brooklyn Nets roster without the services of Kevin Durant. And they've lost eight straight games. That they've gotten killed by Utah and Denver over the weekend. And, and they, they weren't really competitive at all. They lost by 20 points to Denver on Sunday, and then they lost by more than 20 points to the Utah Jazz yeah, on Friday night at, at, in Salt Lake City. So, I, and, and look, it said, uh, the, the only way James Harden was going to go to the Nets was if the Nets got the roster. And Steve Nash is not the head coach um, that, that the Brooklyn Nets needed. And... Uh, and I, and I I thought he 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 was overmatched. He he's been overmatched for quite some time. And and, and look the the book the Brooklyn Nets uh, they, they 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 were never able to to get get the ship together. And Kyrie Irving is going to take a lot of heat for a for not taking the vaccine and b for for, for not uh for 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 starting the, the this so called super team that that's only played eight games to, uh, eight games together. And and if if you believe me, go back to my my podcasts. Uh, when, when the Nets traded for James Harden January of last year, when 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 they lost in seven games to Milwaukee, I uh, th- those are the types of things uh, that that would, would come about here. And 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 of course the Nets should trade James Harden because because uh, the, the the Nets roster is not particularly any good and James Harden uh, does not uh, does not exude any confidence or any desire to play with the roster that they have because Kevin Durant can't uh can't is hurt and Kyrie Irving can't play uh, full time because of of uh, of his stance on the COVID vaccine so. So this is a bad look for the Brooklyn Nets, and 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 th- th- this makes fans wonder why why did, did the Nets do this in the first place, and and th- and they know, they know that their market's overshadowed by the Knicks. Well, with all with all the challenges that that franchise has dealt with over the last twenty years, and 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 that that's where. Hope, hope comes to die for for the Brooklyn Nets. So, so, so he should be traded, and I think he will be traded by the NBA trade deadline on Thursday. How about the the, the trade uh, that went down yesterday? Karis Levert uh, got sent from the from the uh, from the 
Indiana Pacers to the suddenly sur resurging Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in, in a blockbuster trade uh, uh, based on Adrian Wojnarowski. He dropped the bomb on on Sunday, and 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 so the the uh, so Indiana sent Karis LeVert and a 2022 second round uh, pick via Miami to Cleveland for Ricky Rubio, a lottery protected first, a 20 uh, and, a, and a second round pick via the the Rockets, and a 2027 second round pick via Utah. So, uh, so so cre credit the Cavs. The, the Cavs have been playing a really solid uh, brand of basketball the, the, this season, and the and the Cavs have been flying deeply under the radar over the course of the season. So I, I, I think that the, the Cavs deserve so much credit for, for what, what they've been for what, what they're able to bring uh, on a nightly basis. And, and, and they were, they, they were able to, to, to get, to get past some of the, um, the, some of the struggles that they had after LeBron left Cleveland and, and the drafting has been great. I loved Isaac Okoro. In the draft process, I think I think he he's bound for uh, to, to be a strong, solid player. And now, Karis Levert and and think think about the Nets that they they could have used Karis Levert in 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 the playoffs last year, but but instead they uh, they got the future for James Harden, easy as first guess on there. And 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 the and you and you look look at the Cavs and when you when you look at the just uh, the Pacers who are about to blow the whole operation up in Indiana. That they're they're going they're going to be um on the downward spiral for for a while now. That and the Cavs, believe it or not, they are only a game a full game out of first place in the Eastern Conference. They are a full game behind Miami, and they are a half game behind division rivals Chicago and Milwaukee, and and Cleveland is right there as well because they because that they have an outstanding home record so. Tremendous, tremendous trade for for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and and if if you are a if you are a Pacers fan, I think you got to be ready for, uh, to anticipate a rebuild in 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 the coming years. How about the uh, how about the Lakers over the weekend? That said, the the the, La the Lakers with 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 a resounding comfort behind victory against the Knicks on Saturday night on on national television, and it was led by LeBron James who came back from injury, Anthony Davis. Yeah, uh, what was was outstanding. He played sensational defense in the second half, and that and then Russell Westbrook plays like a double agent in the fourth quarter. And and and, and Russell Westbrook. And, and look, I I, I like the Westbrook trade when when he was the number three uh, number three option because I thought that's how he would best win a championship. And and, and the, the the shot selection was awful. The the design was the the design was atrocious. And you heard the bird the, the boo birds. Um, at, at the Crypto.com Arena, uh, formerly known as the Staples Center, on Saturday. That and 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 how about uh, and, and the the booze before he took the shot and and you know, and they heard the crowd reactions and and look, Russell Westbrook is not a, ch a championship caliber player. He uh, he he's ter he, he's terrible at shooting three pointers. He say uh, he doesn't show effort on on an everyday basis and. And and the lackadaisical effort is put is put Lakers put the Lakers front office in a predicament, so trying to hope that that Russell Westbrook can get some trade value, so this way he he can show he's a difference maker without and trying to get the Knicks to bait into 
acquiring Russell Westbrook for um uh, uh to make him more valuable that with LeBron James and Anthony Davis out for for an extended period of time. And look, this uh, this this is uh, at the same time this is a galvanizing win for for the Lakers and. So the Lakers were atrocious in the first half against, uh, against an offensively challenged team defensively. The Knicks hung 71 points on the Lakers. The Knicks never had dropped 70 points in a half. That never happens. So, uh, but 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 the but the Lakers turned it around at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, and, and they they just kept chipping away at the Knicks uh, Knicks lead uh, on uh, with the rapid style, and and they were able to come back and and, and win that game and. I think Frank Vogel deserves a lot of credit, and and if the Lakers are seriously thinking about firing firing Frank Vogel, I think they uh, they, they really need to uh, just sit back and think twice about it because so it's because Le- LeBron James he was uh, uh, you think about what the Lakers are with the with and without LeBron the uh, the, the Knicks uh, the Lakers are when when LeBron's healthy and when Anthony Davis is healthy they are a team squarely in the mix to win a championship now. I, I don't think this is going to be the year for the Lakers uh, to, to win a championship because because Golden State's been outstanding, Phoenix uh, and Utah and all of that. So, um, uh, but, but I think what we, what we, we need to be, uh, as basketball fans, appreciative of every opportunity we get to watch LeBron James in the rest of his career. And, and, I, and I argued... When when the when the Cavs with LeBron beat uh, beat the Celtics in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2018, that that's that that that's where I thought LeBron became the greatest player in the history of basketball. And and you think of everything that he's been up against throughout throughout his entire uh, career, uh, the the dysfunction in Cleveland the first time and the second time, the so the, the Lakers having a flawed roster uh, the first year is there, and then. Then, then, then the Lakers finally answered the call, traded for Anthony Davis, win, immediately wins a championship, and 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 then I think it, it's 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 really possible to see the, the the LA Lakers potentially not not having LeBron James on the roster next year. Maybe LeBron James plays somewhere like like the Knicks or or any, something like that. So i i think there's a lot to be seen from lebron james when, when it comes to you know when, when it comes to him as a basketball player so uh, i i think we need to deeply appreciate uh, what, what lebron brings on on a on a nightly basis in the nba when when he is 100 percent and mind you that and if lebron james does not does not play in the game on saturday against the knicks the lakers lose that game by 20 to 25 points so that that that's the value lebron james brings on a on a nightly basis so uh, so a lot of so we're gonna uh, a lot of NBA chatter. I think it's gonna be a fascinating trade deadline. So so, uh, so a lot of different pieces uh, c- could be on the move on Thursday. We'll see if Domantas Sabonis is moved. We'll see if if the Pacers trade Miles Turner. We'll see uh, what the Knicks do. Do will the Knicks uh, do do anything at the deadline? And then, then also, how about this trade uh, uh, over the weekend on Friday with the Clippers trading Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell, Robert Covington. Um, so I, I think Norman Powell, I think would be would be a solid addition for for the Clippers. Uh, so is Covington because each of them bring. 
uh, bring bring something to the table that I think uh, is is missing with with the absence of Kawhi Leonard. So so we'll definitely have to keep tabs on, on all of those things. We'll talk about that on next week's uh, episode of Hooked on Sports, since Fridays is all about uh, all about the Super Bowl. So we're we're going to. Uh, also get into the Major League Baseball lockout. So Major League Baseball requested a federal mediator to uh, uh, to to help in the in the uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiations, but that that clearly is not uh, clearly did not bode well for for the players because the the players want to get something going. They they want to get a, a, a deal done and. And and the play and the and the owners are just sitting there twirling, or the owners are just sitting there twirling their thumbs while the players have over overplayed their hand and and there are a lot of different things that we haven't seen a, a, an ability to compromise for um for, for, for major league baseball so, and and baseball is is the only thing that's killing them is themselves and the and the inability to actually care about the fans and and the the fans are the third party in this they are they are the fans are the ultimate jury when when it comes to major league baseball and 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 a lockout a a lockout shortened season uh even at that would uh would would be a detriment to to the fans of of major league baseball and for um, for those fans that that want to return to the pre-pandemic normalcy i mean 2021 was was marred with with all the seven inning double headers and and and, and the the gradual return to crowds and then 2020 what was 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 a complete wash with um with no fans in the stands until the world until the playoffs so the the fans want to see uh, see any anything resembling normalcy uh for 2022 but it, it does doesn't appear that uh that the, that that the the league can grasp a concept on that. So that'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. I'll be uh, we're going to make our official Super Bowl picks on Friday's podcast. I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the score. I'll give you the league game, uh, the Super Bowl MVP, uh, and and we'll go over all the uh, the X's and O's of of, of Super Bowl Fifty Six. Uh, on, on the podcast on Friday. So have a wonderful rest of the week, everybody. And I'll be back here on the podcast on Friday. So long, everybody.